In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well done, thou good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Those words lifted from this passage are what each of us hope to hear when we finally arrive in God's presence. But as the gospel text dutifully points out, that isn't a guarantee. Indeed, both the epistle and the gospel remind us that we may remain completely unaware of when it is exactly that the Lord will either return or when we shall find ourselves in his presence. In both passages, likewise, call us to Christian action, to faithful living, so that we indeed could hear those words, well done, when we meet our Lord and Maker. For 2,000 years, the church has been repeating the refrain that Christ will come again. Our calendars again approach the Advent season, and the church begins its regular teaching, reminding us of Christ's promise to return. The Lord has gone on a long journey, by and large leaving us, his servants, to bear his image in the world, to steward his goods and his affairs on the earth. The early church eagerly and longingly awaited Christ's imminent return, often thinking it would happen in their own day. Many of us now proclaim, perhaps with some resignation, that yes, Christ is going to come again, but Eh, maybe not anytime soon. It's been 2,000 years after all. So I'm not sure how much care we have taken to giving thought to what it would mean if he were to come today, which is perhaps how we should think. Indeed, over those last 2,000 years, Christ has already returned for the vast majority of Christians who've ever lived. His coming for them was not on the clouds as he will one day return, but took the form of his appearing to them when their souls departed this physical world. His coming for them was equally unexpected, as it will be for us, for none of us know when we will breathe our last. Occasionally we get reminded of this truth when a friend or family member or someone else dies suddenly. And that thought that I could die just as suddenly often scares us and sends us retreating back into our routines and our distractions. I found that to be true for me, even this week trying to prepare for this message, my desire to retreat into other distractions rather than this text. But it doesn't change the truth that Christ is coming, that his coming is always imminent. Next week's gospel lesson explicitly declares what this week's reading implies, that when the Lord indeed does come, there will be an evaluation of his servants. And so it would serve us well to focus, at least a little more often than we probably do, on that return and his judgment. Allowing ourselves to ask the question, are we being faithful servants to our Lord, such that he could tell us, well done? And what does it even mean to be a faithful servant? On what basis will Christ evaluate us? 
Our parable uses the imagery of money, but largely, I think, because it's something that we can all easily understand, the idea of a return on investment, as it were. But I think we're better served, as the church fathers did, using our more modern definition of talent to be something that is a gift or an ability which God has given us. Indeed, one of the fathers, Cyril of Alexandria, says that God hands over to those under him to each giving a spiritual gift so that he might have character and aptitude. Your intellect, your business acumen, your ability to cook delicious foods or baked goods, your care and concern for others are all gifts from God, abilities he's given you. Or perhaps it's your understanding of mechanical things, an ability to sew, that you are a good encourager, or so on. God has given each of you several gifts, talents, and abilities, such that the question then becomes, how are we using them? The last verse of our epistle reading today, Paul calls us and the church at Thessalonia to comfort and edify one another. He similarly tells the church in Corinth in regards to their spiritual gifts that they should be used so that all things are done to edify or build up the church, meaning one another. So our question then becomes, are we using our gifts in a way that help others in the church and that brings glory to God? Here's some examples. If we teach children the Bible, we get an immediate return in our investment helping their minds to understand and learn that God loves them. If you help repair someone's car or mend a ripped garment, you share your gift of God's love and his talents with others who can then praise God for your gifts. If nothing else, we can tell our story of how God has and is saving and delivering us from sin and death into new life with him. And in sharing our story, we can win others to his kingdom and bring other talents with us to our Lord. In these and countless other ways, we can be faithful servants. Of course, there's numerous ways to get distracted or tripped up along the way. If you only have one or two things that you're good at, some of us get caught in that trap of comparing ourselves to the others. Well, I didn't get five. And so we whine and complain instead of being faithful with what God has given us. Because that's all he asks. He doesn't ask us to be someone else. He asks us to be who he's created us to be. That's all. Note that the servants in the parable did not concern themselves with each other. But only with how they were going to use what their Lord had given them. That last servant, of course, bemoaned his gift. Gregory the Great says that he hid his abilities in earthly affairs and failed to seek any spiritual gain. Gregory continues, says that many people in the church resemble that wicked servant, afraid to attempt a better way of life, but not afraid of resting in idleness. Those who see that they are weak, for this this reason unwilling to improve their habits or their way of life, are like admitting that they're sinners the same time banishing God, the only one who can save them from their sin. But it is not yet too late for any of us 
to turn once again to the God who created us and gave us our talents and our abilities. In whatever stage of life we are in, we can turn back to God and seek to use what he has given us faithfully. The wicked servant at any time while his master was away could have gone and dug up the talent and used it in a way to help others and himself. We too can do that and should. The people of his church are here to help you and we need you and what you have to offer. If you, of course, need help understanding exactly what gifts you have, we'd love to help you uncover them. Whether that's serving in the church or just a renewed sense of vocation in your family or in your workplace of how you serve God there, we would love to help you find your place and to be a faithful servant. And together, may we all use our talents to encourage, support, and help one another so that we may all hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.